0: Part Two of Astrophil and Stella. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Clett. Astrophil and Stella by Sir Philip Sidney. Part Two. Sonnets thirty one to sixty. With how sad steps, O Moon! Thou climb'st the skies, How silently, and with how wan a face. What, may it be, That even in heavenly place That busy archer his sharp arrows tries? Sure, if that long with love Acquainted eyes can judge of love, Thou feel'st a lover's case. I read it in thy looks, Thy languished grace to me That feel alike, thy state descries. Then even of fellowship, O oh moon, Tell me, is constant love deemed there but want of wit? Are beauties there as proud as here they be? Do they above love to be scorned, and yet those lovers scorn whom that love doth possess? Do they call virtue there ungratefulness? Morpheus, the lively son of deadly sleep, witness of life to them that living die, a prophet oft, and oft an history, A poet eke as humours fly or creep. Since thou in me so sure a power dost keep, That never I with closed up sense do lie, But by thy work my stella I descry, Teaching blind eyes both how to smile and weep. Vouchsafe of all acquaintance this to tell. Whence hast thou ivory, rubies, pearl, and gold, To show her skin, lips, teeth, and head so well? Fool, answers he, no Indies such treasures hold, but from thy heart, while my sire charmeth thee, sweet Stella's image do I steal to me. I might, unhappy word, O oh me, I might, and then would not, or could not, see my bliss, till now, Wrapped in a most infernal night, I find how heavenly day, Wretch I did miss. Heart, rend thyself, Thou dost thyself but write, No lovely Paris made thy Helen his, No force, no fraud, Robbed thee of thy delight, Nor fortune of thy fortune author is. But to myself, myself did give the blow, While too much wit, forsooth, So troubled me, that I respects for both our sakes must show, And yet could not by rising morn foresee How fair a day was near, O punished eyes, That I had been more foolish, or more wise. Come, let me write, and to what end? To ease a burdened heart, how can words ease Which are the glasses of thy daily vexing care. Oft cruel fights well-pictured forth do please. Art not ashamed to publish thy disease? Nay, that may breed my fame, it is so rare. But will not wise men think thy words fond wear? Then be they close, and so none shall displease. What idler thing than speak and not be heard? What harder thing than smart, and not to speak? Peace, foolish wit, with wit my wit is marred. Thus write I while I doubt to write, And wreck my harms on ink's poor loss. Perhaps some find Stella's great powers That so confuse my mind. What may words say, or what may words not say, Where truth itself must speak like flattery, Within what bounds can one his liking stay, where nature doth with infinite agree? What Nestor's counsel can my flames allay, since reason's self doth blow the coal in me? And ah, what hope, that hope should once see day, where Cupid is sworn page to chastity! Honour is honoured, that thou dost possess him as thy slave— And now long needy fame doth even grow rich, Naming my Stella's name. Wit learns in thee perfection to express, Not thou by praise, but praise in thee is raised, It is a praise to praise, when thou art praised. Stella, whence doth this new assault arise, A conquered, yielden, ransacked heart to win, WHERE TOO LONG SINCE, THROUGH MY LONG-BATTERED EYES, WHOLE ARMIES OF THY BEAUTIES ENTERED IN. AND THERE, LONG SINCE, LOVE THY LIEUTENANT LIES, MY FORCES RAISED, THY BANNERS RAISED WITHIN. OF CONQUEST DO NOT THESE EFFECTS SUFFICE, BUT wilt NOW WAR UPON THINE OWN BEGIN. WITH SO SWEET VOICE, AND BY SWEET NATURE SO IN SWEETEST STRENGTH, SO SWEETLY SKILLED WITHAL, IN ALL SWEET stratagems, SWEET ART CAN SHOW, THAT NOT MY SOUL, WHICH AT THY FOOT DID FALL LONG SINCE, FORCED BY THY BEAMS, BUT STONE NOR TREE BY SENSE'S PRIVILEGE, CAN SCAPE FROM THEE. MY MOUTH DOTH WATER, AND MY BREAST DOTH SWELL, MY TONGUE DOTH ITCH, MY THOUGHTS IN LABOR BE, LISTEN, THEN, LORDINGS, WITH GOOD EAR TO ME, FOR OF MY LIFE I MUST A RIDDLE TELL. TOWARD AURORA'S COURT A Nymph doth dwell, RICH IN ALL BEAUTIES WHICH MAN'S EYE CAN SEE, BEAUTIES SO FAR FROM REACH OF WORDS THAT WE ABASE HER PRAISE, SAYING SHE doth excel, RICH IN THE TREASURE OF DESERVED RENOWN, RICH IN THE TREASURES OF A ROYAL HEART, rich in those gifts which give the eternal crown, who, though most rich in these and every part, which make the patterns of true worldly bliss, hath no misfortune, but that rich she is. This night, while sleep begins with heavy wings to hatch mine eyes, and that unbitted thought doth fall to stray, and my chief powers are brought to leave the sceptre of all subject things, the first that straight my fancy's error brings unto my mind, is Stella's image, wrought by love's own self, but with so curious draught, that she, methinks, not only shines, but sings. I start, look, hark, but what enclosed-up sense was held? In opened sense it flies away, leaving me naught but wailing eloquence. I, seeing better sights in sight's decay, Called it anew, and wooed sleep again, But him, her host, that unkind guest, had slain. Come, sleep, O sleep, the certain knot of peace, The baiting place of wit, the balm of woe, The poor man's wealth, the prisoner's release, The indifferent judge between the high and low, With shield of proof, shield me from out the priests Of those fierce darts, despair at me doth throw. O make in me those civil wars to cease. I will good tribute pay if thou do so. Take thou of me smooth pillows, sweetest bed, A chamber deaf to noise and blind to light, A rosy garland and a weary head. And if these things, as being thine by right, Move not thy heavy grace. Thou shalt in me livelier than elsewhere Stella's image see. As good to write as for to lie and groan. O Stella, dear! How much thy power hath wrought That hast my mind, none of the basest, Brought my still-kept course While others sleep to moan! Alas!— If from the height of virtue's throne Thou canst vouchsafe the influence Of a thought upon a wretch That long thy grace hath sought Weigh then how I by thee am overthrown And then, think thus Although thy beauty be made manifest By such a victory Yet noblest conquerors do wrecks avoid Since then thou hast so far subdued me That in my heart I offer still to thee O do not let thy temple be destroyed. Having this day my horse, my hand, my lance, Guided so well, that I obtained the prize, Both by the judgment of the English eyes, And of some sent from that sweet enemy France. Horsemen my skill in horsemanship advance, Town-folks my strength, A daintier judge applies his praise to slight, Which from good use doth rise, Some lucky wits imputed but to chance. Others, because of both sides, I do take my blood from them who did excel in this. Think nature me a man of arms did make. How far they shot awry! The true cause is—Stella looked on, and from her heavenly face sent forth the beams which made so fair my race. O eyes!— Which do the spheres of beauty move, Whose beams be joys, Whose joys all virtues be, Who while they make love conquer, Conquer love, The schools where Venus Hath learned chastity. O eyes, Whose humble looks Most glorious prove, Only loved tyrants, Just in cruelty, Do not, O do not from poor me remove, Keep still my zenith, Ever shine on me. For though I never see them, But straightways my life forgets To nourish languished sprites, Yet still on me, O eyes, Dart down your rays. And if from majesty of sacred lights Oppressing mortal sense my death proceed, Racks triumphs be, Which love, high set, doth breed. fair eyes sweet lips dear heart that foolish eye could hope by cupid's help on you to pray since to himself he doth your gifts apply as his main force choice sport and easeful stay for when he will see who dare him gainsay then with those eyes he looks lo by and by each soul doth at love's feet his weapons lay glad if for her he give them leave to die. When he will play, then in her lips he is, where blushing red, that love's self them doth love, with either lip he doth the other kiss. But when he will for quiet's sake remove from all the world, her heart is then his room, where well he knows no man to him can come." My words, I know, do well set forth my mind. My mind bemoans his sense of inward smart. Such smart may pity claim of any heart. Her heart, sweetheart, is of no tiger's kind. And yet she hears, yet I no pity find. But more I cry, less grace she doth impart. Alas!— what cause is there so overthwart that nobleness itself makes thus unkind? I much do guess, yet find no truth save this, that when the breath of my complaints doth touch those dainty doors unto the court of bliss, the heavenly nature of that place is such, that once come there, the sobs of mine annoys are metamorphosed straight to tunes of joys. Stella oft sees the very face of woe, Painted in my beclouded, stormy face, But cannot skill to pity my disgrace, Not though thereof the cause herself she know. Yet hearing late a fable, Which did show of lovers never known, A grievous case, pity thereof gat in her breast Such place, that from that sea derived Tears' spring did flow. Alas!— If fancy drawn by imaged things, Though false, yet with free scope More grace doth breed than servant's rack Where new doubt's honour brings. Then think, my dear, That you and me do read Of lover's ruin some sad tragedy. I am not I. Pity the tale of me. I cursed thee oft, I pity now thy case, blind-hitting boy, Since she that thee and me rules with a beck, So tyrannizeth thee, that thou must want Or food, or dwelling-place, for she protest To banish thee her face. Her face! O love, a rogue thou then shouldst be, If love learn not alone to love and see, Without desire to feed of further grace. Alas, poor wag, that now a scholar art to such a schoolmistress, Whose lessons new thou needs must miss, And so thou needs must smart. Yet, dear, let me his pardon get of you, So long, though he from book to desire, Till without fuel you can make hot fire. What? Have I thus betrayed my liberty? Can those black beams such burning marks engrave in my free side? Or am I born a slave, whose neck becomes such yoke of tyranny? Or want I sense to feel my misery? Or sprite disdain of such disdain to have, Who for long faith, though daily help I crave, May get no alms but scorn of beggary? Virtue awake! Beauty, but beauty is. I may, I must, I can, I will, I do leave following that which it is gain to miss. Let her go. Soft, but here she comes. Go to, unkind, I love you not. O me, that eye doth make my heart give to my tongue the lie. Soul's joy, bend not those morning stars from me, Where virtue is made strong by beauty's might, Where love is chasteness, pain doth learn delight, And humbleness grows one with majesty. Whatever may ensue, O let me be co-partner Of the riches of that sight, Let not mine eyes be hell-driven from that light. O look, O shine, O let me die and see, For though I oft myself of them bemoan, That though my heart their beamy darts be gone, Whose cureless wounds even now most freshly bleed, Yet since my death-wound is already got, Dear killer, spare not thy sweet cruel shot, A kind of grace it is to kill with speed. I on my horse— And love on me doth try our horsemanships, While by strange work I prove a horseman to my horse, A horse to love. And now man's wrongs in me, poor beast, descry. The reins wherewith my rider doth me tie Are humbled thoughts, which bit of reverence move, Curbed in with fear, but with guilt boss above of hope, Which makes it seem fair to the eye. The wand is will. Thou, fancy, saddle art, Girt fast by memory, And while I spur my horse, He spurs with sharp desire my heart. He sits me fast, however I do stir, And now hath made me to his hand so right, That in the manage myself takes delight. STELLA The fulness of my thoughts of thee Cannot be stayed within my panting breast But they do swell and struggle forth of me Till that in words thy figure be expressed And yet as soon as they so formed be According to my lord love's own behest With sad eyes I their weak proportions see To portrait that which in this world is best So that I cannot choose but write my mind and cannot choose but put out what I write, while these poor babes their death in birth do find. And now my pen these lines had dashed quite, but that they stopped his fury from the same, because their forefront bear sweet Stella's name. Pardon, mine ears, both I and they do pray, so may your tongue still fluently proceed, To them that do such entertainment need, So may you still have somewhat new to say. On silly me do not the burden lay, Of all the grave conceits your brain doth breed. But find some Hercules to bear, Instead of Atlas tired, Your wisdom's heavenly sway. For me— While you discourse of courtly tides, Of cunning fishers in most troubled streams, Of straying ways when valiant error guides. Meanwhile, my heart confers with Stella's beams, And is even irked that so sweet comedy By such unsuited speech should hindered be. A strife is grown between virtue and love, While each pretends that Stella must be his, Her eyes, her lips, her all, saith love, Do this, since they do wear his badge, Most firmly prove. But virtue thus that title doth disprove, That Stella, O dear name, That Stella is that virtuous soul, Sure heir of heavenly bliss, Not this fair outside which our hearts doth move. And therefore, though her beauty and her grace Be loves indeed, In Stella's self he may by no pretense claim any manner place. Well, love, since this demur our suit will stay, Let virtue have that Stella's self, Yet thus that virtue but that body grant to us. In martial sports I had my cunning tried, And yet to break more staves did me address— while with the people's shouts, I must confess, Youth, luck, and praise Even filled my veins with pride. When Cupid having me his slave descried, In Mars's livery, prancing in the press, What now, sir, fool, said he, I would no less. Look here, I say. I looked, and Stella spied, Who hard by made a window send forth light. My heart then quaked, Then dazzled were mine eyes, One hand forgot to rule, th'other to fight. Nor trumpets sound I heard, nor friendly cries, My foe came on, and beat the air for me, Till that her blush taught me my shame to see. Because I breathe not love to every one, Nor do not use set colours for to wear, Nor nourish special locks of vowed hair, nor give each speech the full point of a groan. The courtly nymphs, acquainted with the moan of them, who in their lips love's standard bear. What he, say they of me, now I dare swear he cannot love. No, no, let him alone. And think so still, so Stella know my mind. Profess, indeed, I do not Cupid's art. But you, fair maids, at length this true shall find, That his right badge is worn but in the heart. Dumb swans, not chattering pies, do lovers prove. They love indeed, who quake to say they love. Muses, I oft invoked your hold aid, With choicest flowers my speech-ten garland so, That it, despised and true by naked show, Might win some grace in your sweet grace arrayed. And oft whole troops of saddest words I stayed, Striving abroad a foraging to go, Until by your inspiring I might know How their black banner might be best displayed. But now I mean no more your help to try, Nor other sugaring of my speech to prove, But on her name incessantly to cry. For let me but name her whom I do love, So sweet sounds straight mine ear and heart do hit, That I well find no eloquence like it. Fie, school of patience, fie! Your lesson is far, far too long to learn it without book. What a whole week without one piece of look! And think I should not your large precepts miss! WHEN I MIGHT READ THOSE LETTERS FAIR OF BLISS, WHICH IN HER FACE TEACH VIRTUE, I COULD BROOK SOMEWHAT THY LEADEN COUNSELS, WHICH I TOOK AS OF A FRIEND THAT MEANT NOT MUCH AMISS. BUT NOW THAT I, ALAS, DO WANT HER SIGHT, WHAT DOST THOU THINK THAT I CAN EVER TAKE IN THY COLD STUFF A PHLEGMATIC DELIGHT? NO, PATIENCE, IF THOU WILT MY GOOD, THEN MAKE HER COME, And hear with patience my desire, And then with patience bid me bear my fire. Woe, having made with many fights his own Each sense of mine, each gift, each power of mind, Grown now his slaves, he forced them out To find the thoroughest words, fit for woe's self to groan. Hoping that when they might find Stella alone, Before she could prepare to be unkind, Her soul, armed but with such a dainty rind, Should soon be pierced with sharpness of the moan. She heard my plaints, and did not only hear, But them, so sweet is she, most sweetly sing, With that fair breast making woe's darkness clear. A pretty case! I hoped her to bring to feel my griefs, And she, with face and voice, so sweet my pains— That my pains me rejoice. Doubt there hath been, When with his golden chain The orator so far men's hearts doth bind, That no place else their guided steps can find, But as he them more short or slack doth reign. Whether with words this sovereignty he gain, Clothed with fine tropes, With strongest reasons lined, or else pronouncing grace, wherewith his mind prints his own lively form in rudest brain. Now judge by this, in piercing phrases late, The anatomy of all my woes I rate, Stella's sweet breath the same to me did read. O voice, O face, maugre my speeches might, which wooed woe most ravishing delight, even those sad words. Even in sad me did breed. Dear, why make you more of a dog than me? If he do love, I burn, I burn in love. If he wait well, I never thence would move. If he be fair, yet but a dog can be. Little he is, so little worth is he. He barks. My songs thine own voice oft doth prove. Bidden, perhaps, he fetcheth thee a glove, But I, unbid, fetch even my soul to thee. Yet while I languish, him that bosom clips, That lap doth lap, nay, lets in spite of spite This sour-breathed mate taste of those sugared lips. Alas, if you grant only such delight to witless things, Then love, I hope, since wit becomes a clog, Will soon ease me of it. When my good angel guides me to the place, Where all my good I do in Stella see, That heaven of joys throws only down on me Thundered disdains and lightnings of disgrace. But when the ruggest step of fortune's race Makes me fall from her sight, THEN SWEETLY SHE WITH WORDS WHEREIN THE MUSES' TREASURES BE, SHOWS LOVE AND PITY TO MY ABSENT CASE. NOW I, WIT BEATEN LONG BY HARDEST FATE, SO DULL AM, THAT I CANNOT LOOK INTO THE GROUND OF THIS FIERCE LOVE AND LOVELY HATE. THEN SOME GOOD BODY TELL ME HOW I DO, WHOSE PRESENCE, ABSENCE, ABSENCE PRESENCE IS, BLIST IN MY CURSE and cursed in my bliss. End of part two